You're listening to the Integrative Mum Chats podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Henry, health coach, mum of three boys, raw treats lover, and I'm so incredibly excited that you're joining me. I'm super passionate about helping mums prioritize their own health so they have more energy, feel amazing, and get more done in their day. And who doesn't want that? In these episodes, I chat all things nutrition, health, mum life, and business. The episodes are short, sweet, but without refined sugar and inspiring. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Integrated Mum Chats podcast. I'm Sabrina Henry, your host. And in this episode, I want to take you back about five or six years ago for this episode to share a little bit more about where I was at before I really started paying attention to what I was eating. Now, if you've hung around here long enough or know a bit about me, you may have heard me speak before about how it was when I watched that sugar film that I actually joined the dots on what effect the amount of sugar I was having, you know, what it was really doing to my body. That was one of my, one of my wake up calls. And the effect that sugar that was having on my body, it was actually presenting itself in quite a few ways that I discovered. You know, it was things like feeling bloated, you know, puffiness within my body, particularly around my tummy and my face. I could never seem to lose that puffiness around my stomach. Um, brain fog, I used to get quite mottled or I just didn't feel fully with it, you know, you know, on point all the time. And I couldn't seem to lose weight. I was also really tired because I really, you know, looking back, wasn't nourishing my body, you know, giving it the nutrients and all the goodness that it needed. I used to get a lot of headaches, migraines were a big thing. Um, These are just a few obvious ones. But as I kind of started to cut back and really change the way I ate and nourish my body, then I realized that, you know, some things that used to feel like I had, you know, that were just part of who I was and what I did, that they actually weren't there. So yeah, over time, I really started to notice just the effects that eating so poorly was doing to my body and my mind. You see, back then, I knew I would overindulge. Like I speak a lot about my Tim Tam, Tim Tam love, <laughs> but I was also making like a lot of cakes, slices, biscuits. I was a bit of a baker, did, you know, a couple of um, cake decorating courses and things like that. Like I was right into that. And plus that combined with my love of my thermics, I've had one for many, many years, been through a couple of models. Um, I even, you know, it meant cook, with the thermomix, it meant cooking. I used to love to cook. So to cook sweet things, it was just really easy. So I seemed to cook and bake quite a bit. So I knew about the sugar that I was actually putting into my cooking, but I wasn't really, you know, not, you know, I wasn't really aware of how much it was actually adding up to daily. And I definitely didn't have the awareness of what it was doing to my body daily and also the long-term ramifications of that as well. And I was actually really stunned when I looked into it, you know, after I watched that sugar film that kind of kick-started this sugar part of my journey, that we should only have around six teaspoons of added sugar per day. Six teaspoons. It's recommended by the World Health Organization. It's actually what I um, work to in my Let's Cut Sugar group program as well. And you may hear six teaspoons and think, oh, it's not too much or it is a lot. I'm not sure. But I didn't really understand it until I noticed just how much I was having and what foods it was in. And I'll go through some examples in a second, but it became so clear 
to me when I actually started reading labels that I realized just how quickly these added sugars can literally add up. I also want to share too that back then, you know, me five, six years ago, I thought low fat was good. I did. I grew up thinking that low fat was good. It was kind of the age. And if something was advertised as low fat, skinny, like a skinny option, then I took that as gospel. When really hard truth, when something is low fat, they usually typically take the fat out and replace it with sugar. So just a note on facts, actually, this is really important as well, um, because this took a lot of rewiring in my brain. I had some hardwired beliefs that fat was bad, you know, over my childhood and things like that. However, in short, your body utilizes dietary fats for energy, you know, hair, skin, nail, you know, vitamin absorption, pretty much every like bodily function requires healthy fats. And fat also helps with appetite control as well. It fills you up. And I'm talking about the good fats, not the unhealthy ones. And that too is why eating the right kind of fats is actually one of the actions in my four-step method within my Let's Go Sugar program as well. Okay. So anyway, I digress about the fats and low fats. So back then, five or six years ago, I was eating things like up and goes for breakfast. I used to just think that I had no time for breakfast. I just had them in the fridge and I'd grab one and literally up and go. Well, one, as I discovered, one 250 mil little popper thing of up and go was four teaspoons of sugar. Four teaspoons. Do you remember just a few moments ago when I mentioned that we really should be only having six teaspoons of added sugar per day as advised by the World Health Organization? So one of those 250 mil drinks, four teaspoons. I was even having things like... um. The Belveda biscuits, they were just kind of in these pre-packaged things. One packet of them, two and a half teaspoons of sugar. No wonder they tasted sweet. And things like, you know, I'm just trying to think what else I was having. Banana bread. <laughs> Big lover of banana bread. And, you know, I used to perceive that as healthy. Air quotes, healthy. But things like banana bread from my cafe, for example, that used to be a convenience stop for me, grab my latte which was ironically um, on skim milk with caramel syrup. <laughs> but with my latte, I would grab banana bread from the McCafe and that actually has eight teaspoons of sugar I later discovered. Eight teaspoons. So one piece of banana bread from McCafe, bam, over the six teaspoons added sugar. So you can see how easily this added up and I didn't actually think I was having that much. And a lot of foods that I actually perceived were healthy weren't. So for example, you know, banana bread I thought would be reasonably okay. Even things like salads, you know, um, my now husband, but when, you know, back when we were kind of dating and such, we'd go to hog's breath. Um, and I would get like a salad, but I'd get like, you know, the Thousand Island dressing that I can't remember how much that was, but bam, again, that laden with chemicals, <laughs> laden with sugar as well. So it was this perception, I guess, in my mind that if things that they were, I thought they were the healthier option, that's just kind of what I went with. However, when I started to look into it and dive deeper, I realized that, you know, so much of the food I was having, even though I thought it might've been a bit healthy, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't in terms of the sugar content. It wasn't in terms of the additives and things like that that were in that. And even things like pad thai, I used to be obsessed with pad thai. It was my go-to kind of takeaway meal. Back then, I used to call it like a cheap meal. 
I used to think that was kind of healthy, you know, with noodles and veggies, yet it's loaded with palm sugar. And fun fact, a pad thai is can some, some of them can have up to 43 grams of sugar per serving, which is around 10 teaspoons of sugar. And if you just think about that in your mind, what 10, you know, line up 10 teaspoons literally in front of you, all of that sugar is in one serving. So bam, again, <laughs> compared to the six teaspoons of added sugar you should be having per day, straight away. I used to also think of muffins too. I used to love muffins and I didn't think they were too bad, but you know, I knew, yeah, probably they weren't the best, but they were okay. You know, ones that were from the muffin break, I remember they were about nine, the apple cinnamon one was about nine teaspoons of sugar. So you can see how sometimes, you know, you can see from my experience that back then I thought I wasn't eating too badly. However, it was really when I, you know, dived into it, I saw where all the sugar was hidden and why I was having the effects that I was having, right? Why I had that bloatedness, why I could never seem to shift the weight around my stomach, no matter how hard I worked out. Okay. I was training quite a number of times a week, boot camp, and I had a personal trainer, yet I couldn't seem to shift that belly fat. You know, why I had the headaches, why I had the brain fog. And I think too, what didn't help is I would get into that cycle of not having breakfast or having something like an up and go with its four teaspoons of sugar. And then by 10 o'clock, that's when I would grab the muffin, you know, the bit of banana bread, all that kind of thing as well, which is why, again, um, one of the actions in my four step method to cutting back with sugar in my Let's Cut Sugar program is eating breakfast. It's so super important. So side note aren't having breakfast I highly recommend you start having something even if it's small okay so I was in I was also too looking back I was in this cycle of you know being obsessed with what I ate I had this food obsession I had a long history of dieting okay I would find myself kind of restricting for a period of time with some foods that I couldn't eat some certain foods and that eventually eventually you know ended up with binging and undoing in air quotes the work that I thought I'd done okay so I was in this horrible cycle <laughs> of restricting and then binging and then yeah so to circle back once I started to gain awareness of just how much sugar I was having even though I knew the obvious places like I said you know what I was putting in my cooking and baking you know and the obvious ones too like chocolate and lollies and cakes and all that but beyond that is where I was really alarmed and concerned about how much I was having, how much it was adding up to, right? And then also, what was I feeding my boys? Like, what habits was I setting them up with? Like, I don't, I don't obviously need to tell you, you know, just how much we impact our kids, right? What we do is so incredibly important. We need to model good health, you know, show them how to eat well and nourish themselves and really learn, you know, how does the food make them feel? So it was really in that beyond those obvious sugar <laughs> kind of laden foods and snacks and things like that. It was beyond that. And what it was kind of in the other foods that I thought were perceived as healthy is where I really started to notice and where it added up. And can I just tell you, that is actually a really big awake, you know, awakening moment in my Let's Cut Sugar program as well is when the beautiful mums that do my program, part of it, we identify where the sugar is in the foods that they're having, you know, on every day. And it's in those foods that they thought were okay. 
I don't want to alarm you and scare you, but at the same time, we just have to be cautious about what we're eating and what we're putting into our body. So if any of this has resonated with you, that you may be feeling a little bit like I did, you know, or wondering how much, you know, you may be having sugar daily and just what effect it might be having on your body, because believe me, it does have an effect. You may not just realize it yet. Just over time, our body just kind of conditions ourselves to just being as it is, right? I just thought that I was the person who was bloated. I thought I just got headaches. I thought that's just who I was. If that is you, then I'd encourage you to start paying attention to what you're eating. Firstly, start to look at your own cooking. How much sugar are you putting in? Can you use alternatives? And just on that, if you haven't grabbed my free Simple Sweets ebook for some amazing recipes to get you started on using alternatives, pop on over to the integrativemum.com forward slash simple sweets. Okay, that's got some great recipes in there that are like the most popular ones on my website and ones that have been tried and tested. So great place to start with some snacks and using alternative sweeteners. So that's firstly. And secondly, start to pay attention to the labels of foods. How much sugar is in it? And if you really want to start making real changes, if you're serious about this, then I encourage you to check out my Let's Cut, De- Let's Cut Sugar 28 Day Program. I've been running this epic program for a few years now. It's essentially me, you, and a group of other beautiful moms working through my four-step method for cutting back on sugar in a way that works for you. Okay, so it's for you if you are, you know, relying on those sweet snacks to get you by. Okay, or deep down you're concerned about sugar and your kids as well. So if you want to find out more about that, pop on over to theintegrativemum.com forward slash let's cut sugar. I feel very passionate about cutting back on sugar and encouraging mums to make better choices for themselves and their kids, you know, knowing how much sugar is in foods and what they're eating. Because I know that if I'd stayed on course to what I was eating, you know, back five or six years ago, back in 2015, it would have been a completely different trajectory to what myself and my kids are eating now and our long-term health. I'm just so glad that I was able to learn what I did, change my beliefs and stories, you know, and that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm down with, you know, helping other mums make the same changes, knowing how much sugar is in foods, making different choices, and therefore, you know, not only improving our own health, but our kids as well. There's this crazy statistic that just keeps bouncing around in my mind at the moment um, that I read that eight out of 10 kids by 2025 are going to have a chronic illness. A chronic illness that's one that can be helped reverse by our diet and what we nourish our bodies with, and we as mums can take steps to make sure our kids aren't one of those eight. So, there you go. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. If you've found it helpful, then I would love for you to subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as you'll hear in the outro, after I hit the stop button and put it all together, if you leave a review, you can go in the running for a private health coaching session with me as well. So I would love to chat with you one-on-one. So please leave a review if you found this helpful. Have an amazing rest of your day as you listen to this and bye for now. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful that you've joined me. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. It would absolutely make my day, week, and let's face it, year, if you were to pop on over and leave me a review. And because I would love to give back to you for being a listener, each month I'll be giving away a one-to-one private health coaching session with me to one lucky listener who leaves a review. 
In this session, we'll dive into where you are right now with your health and nutrition, and you'll walk away with two action steps to implement right now to get you to where you want to be. Thank you for joining me here on the Integrative Mum Chats podcast. Remember, it is absolutely possible for you to prioritize your own health as a mum so you can have more energy, feel amazing, and get more done. Have an amazing rest of your day, and bye for now.